1: Hi, and welcome to Going Up. <laughs> um, I cannot explain what just happened, but uh, you're lucky you didn't hear it. Yeah. Uh, today on the podcast, our guest is Forrest Klein from Hello Goodbye, and uh, we've known Forrest for a super long time. Um, currently, currently on tour with Paramore. It I it still don't going? know if that's still going, but when yeah, when he was in town, he was on tour with Paramore and uh, Metric. Metric, and if you think Hello Goodbye disappeared for a while, they did but it's probably not because of why you thought they did.
2: No, and he talks about it in this podcast. We don't want to bury the lead, but, man, it's one of those stories where you're like, ah, damn, poor guy. It's pretty crazy. So, But, yeah, Forrest has always been
1: doing the band. It's He's had a bunch of people in and out, um, some friends of the podcast, mm-hmm. Joe Morrow and some other guys. And, uh, yeah, and now he's back, and I feel like
2: it's had like kind of a second life or third life or it's, whatever. Uh, the single, what, the name I can't recall because I only know track numbers now, as Oliver Alt Nation on Sirius, You're playing it quite a bit. So funny to think about how Hell Goodbye, so dance poppy, was like thrown into the Warp Tour, you know? Yeah, totally. It just never seemed to fit. Yeah. I don't know, and the Warp Tour, uh, they just announced the lineup for this year. I don't know who all is going on, but Warped Roadies is in its second season with our good friend Lisa Brownlee.
1: Yeah, although Lisa's never on the show and she's the only reason I watch it. Really, she's all over the posters. I know. I think maybe I talked to one of our friends who works on. It. I think maybe, hopefully, later later on the season she'll be on.
2: My how stuff. much? Fo- Mike, you've done the reality thing. Like, how much footage do they have to shoot for them, the producers, to comb through to make like any episode or anything reality? They just
3: shoot hours. Like, you just go, you shoot like you know full days. You're just going like for like even real world stuff. That's it's a nightmare. Like, I would never want to be actually working on that show like they just have to go through hours and hours of nothing to find like that one little oh that's cool like and now a must That could be an episode yeah
2: And now it has to be so much easier cuz now it's there's no tape it's just numbers but yeah. back when when we you used to, used to shoot on beta yeah
3: it was it was like and then getting them through the airport it was like a nightmare you had and then going in and you had to load them when i was like a, when i was a pa you had to sit overnight Loading in tape real mm-hmm. time. And I would just sit in a room with a mountain of tapes, just like, what am I doing? Do I want to do this with my life? <laughs> like, what? I like, I could do things. Like, oh,
2: shit. Spin- <laughs> spinning the dial, getting the time code to start. I remember yeah. having to learn I used that.
3: to go to the deli down. I used to go to... I don't know why I'm just... I sound like such a fucking booze hound. But <laughs> I used to go down to the deli and get like... Get those like big tall, the like the Bud tall Boys and just bring them into the edit and sit and just load tapes and mark shit. Like, you know, every time there was like, oh, that's good, you know, like I would be there overnight. Like, you know, you just, I just didn't sleep.
2: I saw a guy at the train station this morning with a Bud Boy <laughs> not in a paper bag, just walking down with a straw in it. And that man became my hero. For today. <laughs> Dude, as By someone the way, who has yeah, gotten man. an open container ticket and had to go to court for it <laughs> in New York City
1: on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I would not recommend doing that. <laughs> on oh, St. Patrick's Day? And when I was in college, I came up to New York to see Neil Hamburger and stayed with Dan. And, like, there were seven of us just drinking, like, Lebat bottles on the street. I, like, didn't even know what I was doing. I was literally, like, 21. And, like, a paddy wagon just pulled up and they gave us, like, four people ran and got away. And I was just, I didn't even know what was going on. I was just standing there. And then I had to go back to court. So it coincided my court date with the Tortoise concert. <laughs> 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 and went in, and uh basically, they were like, "If you just don't stay out of trouble for six months, no fine, it'll disappear and and obviously dude, nothing else day, happened that shouldn't even done. count yeah like, dude, oh, that's not it's not oh, you oh, if I had had it in a bag, though, I'm sure it would have been fine, so so yeah, that's why I would say to if you're gonna care. drink in public, at least use a bag
3: dude when i when I first moved to New York twenty odd years ago, like my first job was at this place on twenty first street. I would come in at 10 a.m. and like, at a, right across the street, they were building a high rise, and I would see those guys walking around up there with Bud Tallboys at at 10 in the morning. It was building like, a high rise. That's yeah. awesome.
2: They were, that is terrifying. were up,
3: yeah. Like I was on the fourth floor, I think. So,
2: yeah, they were on at least that. What if you use a clear bag? Does that still count? <laughs> no. I think, <laughs> no. I think like
1: nowadays a, it's they'll get you anyway. You know, there's a whole reason, like in some Malcolm Gladwell book or something. The bag about, is not. You mean not some book legal. you wrote? The bag yeah. is not a legal uh, thing. It's not legal, but it, like, cuts down on arrest. It, like, it like helped people not get arrested. And, like, the cops didn't want to arrest. There was some science behind well, it. Well, back, back in the day,
3: in <coughs> bad 90s. What was it like before they cell would, phones, the Brad? The would tell you to put it in a fucking bag. They didn't care. They were chasing real criminals back then. Yeah, and then a young man named Giuliani came to office and <laughs> declared war on fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, it went all, and it went
3: over to Ninth Avenue. The bastard, two blocks over, unheard of. I'm still waiting The guy had a straw in the beer, so I'm just. I've been thinking about it. So maybe. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is he's like a weird, like germaphobe. He doesn't want to touch his lips to the can because I have like OCD issues too. But he still is an alcoholic. No, like,
2: if You saw the guy. This guy, mm, Gerbs, were his friend. Like this uh, guy was he all wasn't. about. Drink. I'm
3: imagining a dude in like a suit.
2: You know, no, I think, no. there were I think
3: this straw <laughs> is the sign of a true, of a real alcoholic because I've heard oh, the rumor that drinking alcohol through the straw gets you more fucked up or something. Really, it Skipping eliminates you. the. airflow. Yeah, it's literally like a high school like rumor. <laughs> it's not oh, yeah. true. Let's try. It. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm trying that right That's after just, this.
1: Uh. <laughs> we'll try it as you listen to Forrest talk about hello goodbye and other interesting things
2: and veganism and uh, the importance of a good lawyer. Yes. It's going off track!
1: So today I'm going off track. Our guest is Forrest Klein from Hello Goodbye.
2: Hey. Who just played, as of this recording, Madison Square Garden. Woo! Yes. Woo. How does it feel? How's the, the day after feel? Uh it's cool.
4: It, it was it was quite an experience. I was trying to actually think about it and soak it up, but
2: that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's the new revamped garden, so it's you're one of the first bands to be playing in there. That's what I heard, although I'd never been, so it's the only garden I know. <laughs> You'd never been to a show there before at all? No, oh, no. that's cool. The first time you go, you play, yeah, that's amazing. It's mm-hmm. badass, man. Yeah, it is badass. <laughs> wow.
4: how's,
1: how's the Paramotor gone so far? It it's great fun?
4: yeah. Uh, they're very cool, they're very sweet. Uh, the shows are great, and the kids who come to the shows are great. I, um, we're in like a box truck basically. Okay. So I don't sleep. So I'm just a zombie.
2: Other than that, totally cool. <laughs> totally cool. You don't have a mattress or couch in the back of the box truck?
4: No, it's a box truck with bunks and a TV and an Xbox and yeah. all the wonderful
2: amenities. But it bounces like a box truck. Oh god. So we I've done that just driving cross country, but luckily we were moving a couch. Mm-hmm. And that's that was... when actual
4: you were just in a box
2: truck. In a box truck. But the couch is the key. Because, more Rollins than me. Because the older couch had weight to it, so the bumps didn't <coughs> affect you as much. But like the bunks are a little, you're a little looser. Yeah, I, I, some people have hit the ceiling. Oh God,
1: I just got back from a van tour with eight other guys.
4: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I would take a, I, all. I want to do is get in a van. Yeah, so badly. Yeah. What prompted the box truck transformation? Uh, just because you have to be there at like ten in the morning, oh, and it. to be to do it in a van, you just you can't just really to get do, in
1: hotels and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly.
4: But uh, I love being in a van. The freedom of yeah. the world. Driving where you want. Stop at a lake. Jump in that thing. Oh, it's great. It's true. It is nice.
2: I love that. I feel trapped in a bus. <laughs> what uh, what anniversary for Hello Goodbye is this? How many years? Almost 11. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We skipped right over 10. It's, well, you know, 10 doesn't mean much in rock and roll. <laughs> 11 is what's important. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so Congrats.
1: Were you guys sort of... Between 2006-2010, obviously, there's a gap. There's all the legal stuff happening. Can you talk about that stuff at all? I mean, I'm sure you're over it, but I just feel like I never really understood
4: what happened. Um, well, I can't talk about any legal details, obviously. Okay. Um, I mean, okay, we were, we were with Drive Through Records. They were managing us. They were our label. They basically started to go kaput. You know, they kind of fell apart. And so all the bands were trying to find somewhere to go, some way out. But they didn't want to let anyone go, obviously. So they basically. Oh, let's see what?
1: What can I say? What can I don't I want I to get you in trouble. No, Legal <laughs> no, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, is important. Don't spill. Yeah, yeah, it is important.
4: Um, basically, we everyone was just trying to f- find a way to continue doing their bands, you know. And so we spent about three years trying to find a way to continue doing this. And, and you they have didn't been- want to let us. <laughs>
1: And you eventually ended up releasing the record yourself, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, at that point, we were kind of we weighed our options. We said, you know, we could do it this way, could do
2: it that way, but it just felt like we had to try it at least once in our lifetime. Did you enjoy that process? Because I know a lot of bands are, are, well, I guess a lot of bands have been, but it seems more so now. With you're probably just
1: psyched to be putting out a record at that point. Oh I yeah. Imagine.
2: Anyway,
4: but no, we wanted to do it ourselves, um, and we made a point, and I did enjoy it. Like we like doing. All that's you know, I had a lot more control that way than, than even on this record. Not that I've really like given up anything that I can't do. But you know, we ran we ran the pre sale ourselves and actually packed those orders and wrote little sweet little notes and had that kinda, you know, uh, tangible feeling of it. Whereas this time there's a company handling the pre orders, kids mm-hmm. were like, Hey I didn't get mine. I'm like, No, don't 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 look at me. <laughs> I didn't mail that shit out. <laughs> Last time it was my fault. This time, not your fault. Not my fault. So now I can, I can, yeah, I can space
2: myself from it. It's good to be able to pass the blame. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I can pass the buck all day long now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So who, because when I saw you a few years ago, it was you, Travis, Joe, and Mike from the Valley Arena, who I used to tour with in my old band. Yeah. And now you have some different guys you're playing with?
4: Yeah. Um, Andy, who does Green Vans. I feel like you might know him too. I don't think so. He's in Boston.
2: Okay. Oh, Green Vans, the company? Yeah. That's a great company. It is a great company. What is it? It's the, um, for bands who can rent uh, biodiesel or electric, I don't know if they do electric, I know it's least biodiesel, biodiesel for their tours to save money on touring because gas is so expensive and you can drive further. Oh, wow. And he, it's solely for, I don't know, it might be for everybody, but I remember reading a long time ago it was for bands. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. it's mostly for bands. I think that's, you know, the scene and that's who he rents to. Yeah, it's a great. Cool cool but he awesome. had quite a setup, like had a big uh, jug in the trailer so you could go for, you know, x number hundred of hundred of miles without having to fill up i think you could do a whole tour and only have to stop and fill up like four times Like you could do the whole u.s
1: was your box truck wasn't was it was that on vegetable oil that was yeah
4: not this box truck but we had a is it like an airport shuttle that was okay on cheese yeah he was out for that um that only lasted about three four days into the tour it was maybe worse it was worse than what we're doing now it was maybe the worst thing we ever traveled in
1: just comfort wise?
4: Yeah. Um, the concept of it and the engine and the veggie oil aspect of it was all fantastic. We like stopped, we filled up at a KFC. Cheese was so excited. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> um, and it was the first time I'd ever seen it, so I was, I was amazed. Um, that was beautiful. But it was basically an airport shuttle that had just windows all down it. And uh, like he threw like cheap IKEA couches in there, and they were like kind of bolted down. All the power went out. So you, at night, you were just in the dark. You were like, literally, we were holding up our phones and be like, you over there? What's going on? And all the heat and the air conditioning went went out as well. So in Arizona, we were just burning hot. And then when we got to Texas, we were freezing cold. Um, we popped three or four tires. The same tire just kept popping because we were probably like 8,000 pounds overweight We stopped at a weigh station and we were like, they're like, you're not supposed to pull in through here. And we were like, yeah, I know. We're just really curious how much we weigh because you had all of our gear (laughs) in the actual (laughs) thing. No trailer. Like you had to lift it up and throw it into the thing with you. And they were just like, "Uh, yeah, you're way overweight. This is not safe. And the axles were just bending to break. So when we got to El Paso, we just said, hey, guy, we rented this from your car is in El Paso. Come get it. (laughs) We're out of here. Because it just was dying. So we kind of, we were rude to him. (laughs) Yeesh. And then you just got to like scramble and find something else? Yeah, we just rented a van that did what we had to do. Fair enough. We could tell the guy kind of knew when he dropped it off to us. He's like, so here it is. Um, You know, uh, enjoy. I got to (laughs) go. I'm like, that was weird. What What was that about? And then three days in, we're like, oh. He knew it
2: was happening. Yeah, yeah, totally. He knew this was not gonna work. Oh man. Yikes. So do you what it sounds like you tour a, it sounds like you tour a lot, but uh where's your home base? Long Beach, California. Okay. And how often are you there? Um
4: these days, like half the year probably. Oh, half right. the year on, half the year off.
2: Or not. And is um how about international? Do you guys travel about a bit in is it mostly Europe or? Um yeah, we've done a little bit of Europe. It's been a
4: lot of UK, and it seems like we've gone to like Southeast Asia um, quite a bit. Whereabouts? We went to the Philippines twice and Indonesia twice.
2: Now, when you play those markets, are there rules? Do they send you like rules of how you have to perform? Um, kind of. They're they're a lot more.
4: Um, they have like a big pamphlet with all the
2: mm-hmm.
4: all the the ins and outs when you get there, and a lot of it seems like they're like. They just really want you to have a good time, but they're, they're scared that their country is not good enough for you or something. Huh. It seems like the energy in it, they're like, go check out the mall. It's very nice. And you're uh-huh. like, well, we don't want to go to the
2: mall. <laughs> yeah. We want to go like see, I don't know, the countryside or something. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Linkin Park once years ago, and they were playing Malaysia for the first time, and they were like, yeah, we can't wear shorts on stage. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have that rule. Kind of our thing. Is Is that their thing? Yeah, that's really at at that time, yeah. (laughs)
1: It's crazy. Is it hard to find vegan stuff over there?
4: Um kind of. A little bit. They had this stuff called Gadu Gadu in Indonesia. That was "Mm." was basically like lettuce, tofu, bean sprouts, and like a peanut sauce. Delicious just eat that every day. So if you're
2: vegan and you have a nut allergy, it's just over. Yeah, Yeah. You can't have too many constrictions
4: God, bless. vegan uh, gluten free nut allergy God, man. <laughs> that's no. how I live <laughs> are you full on vegan or are you no actually I just started eating fish like about three months ago so I don't know what you call that pesca-lacto-avo. pesca lacto I think oh <laughs> you
2: do you do eggs no okay so it's like it's just pescatarian I think pescatarian okay. I think
4: <laughs> I feel like pescatarian would be open to dairy
2: yeah I think so too really?
4: pescatarian no dairy
2: okay except for cookies <laughs> yeah it's very specific. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey,
1: whatever works for you, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No judgments. <laughs> How long have you been a vegetarian? Um, I went vegetarian uh,
4: like senior year of high school, um, junior year of high school, mm-hmm. and then went vegan like a year into that, and then vegan till about three months
2: ago. What was the reason for the what kind of what fish was it that turned you? I uh, was no specific fish. It was just kind of trying to eat
4: less uh fake meats, you know, and then figured fish seems like something you should be eating. Every time you see that picture of like the perfect meal, it's like <laughs> here's a little piece of fish, some veggies and some quinoa and rice. Yeah. Sounds so good. So that's
2: what I go with. I just <laughs> go with that picture. <laughs> Do you ever have to read in school the uh, the autobiography of Ben Franklin? Do you have to read that? Yeah. It's, I don't think um so. he was a vegetarian for ten years and he was coming back on a boat and uh he writes about it that there's uh, obviously, he wrote about that it. That was probably more. weird for the time. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. He, I mean, he was one of those, you know, he's like hanging out with whores in France and then writing all these amazing <laughs> things. It's just, he talks about being on his boat and he'd done the trip a couple of times back and forth to Europe and he just smelled fried fish one day and he was like, oh my God, that smells so good. Mm-hmm. I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And then they were cooking other fried fish and they slid up in this fish's stomach and a bunch of little fish came out and he went... Well, if they have no problem eating other fish, then I have no problem eating them. And he stopped being a vegetarian at that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty decent. Yeah, that'll work out. That's pretty decent. Yeah. I could probably go that route, sushi and just vegetables. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I, I did back that for a it. long time. Yeah, you were a vegetarian for a while, and then I, I watched the slow shift.
1: Yeah, it happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so when you were growing up, were you like into a lot of like the... Southern California, kind of punk rock, like all the epitaph, like no effects, all that kind of stuff, or not so much?
4: Not so much. I was like a little pop kid. Yeah.
1: What yeah. kind of stuff were you into?
4: um You know, I loved Jimmy World and Death Cup for Cutie and that sort of thing. I loved like Ozma, who was from mm-hmm. Southern California. Loved Limbeck. Yes. Yeah. um But then also I loved like the Vengaboys Boys and some Britney Spears songs and Ricky Iglesias and things like that.
2: Well, I, you, I didn't like anything tough at all. It was a giant pussy. Well, when you list those artists, it sounds like you like good writers. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember when Travis, remember that band Travis? Yeah. And they would cover Hit Me Baby one more time and people gave them a little shit about it and they went, it's a good song. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to play that? Yeah. Well, they should have done Toxic if they were going to go anywhere. don't know if it had been That's out. the best then. song she ever did. You think so? Toxic?
4: Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow. I'll, sp- I'll put that out there. All right, put that on record. Very controversial. Yeah. No, I think that's widely agreed upon.
2: <laughs> yeah. Toxic, really? Yeah. Those <laughs> crazy strings. <laughs> Hit me, baby, man. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bungle covered "Hit Me, Baby" one more time once. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can find it, if you can find it out there. Or email me, I have it. I feel like Limbeck might have done a Hit Me Baby One
4: More, one more Time cover. Yeah? Yeah, I think they did. Seems possible. <laughs> Ooh, no, they. I think they did Backstreet Boys. I think they did, I want it that way. I just found, maybe
1: Patrick... Yeah, I think Pat posted this weird video of them like finding beer. Have you seen this weird movie they made where they're like, you know, they're like, no beer. And then like all of a sudden they open, there's weird effects and they open a fridge and they're like just like pounding. It's really dumb. You should watch it. It's, you know, those guy's funny. Check it out.
4: Yeah. This is what I do when I should be working. <laughs> watch old Limbeck movies they made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did exactly one funny. where they did a uh, stand up at the Green Street Theater in North Carolina. They really? Except like, accepted- that, okay. Yeah, they like added in fake laughter and edited it all together. Like, they both just went up and did like a stand up performance. And we were like, that is such a great idea. We're gonna, do, we're playing there in a week. We're gonna do that. I thought they did it for real in front of the crowd, but they didn't. They did it before doors and faked it. So then we went up there, we, we before our show, we were like, we're gonna do stand up. <laughs> we went up and did stand up. And people were seriously flipping us off and smoking cigarettes and being like, play a song or get off. <laughs> Like This is supposed to be funny, guys. You're supposed to enjoy this. They hated it. And then I talked to them. I'm like, God, like the crowd hated it when we did that. And they're like, oh, we didn't do that for the crowd. (laughs) We did that for an empty room. What are you, crazy? You know how hard stand-up is? It it is hard. It makes (laughs) writing a pop song look easy. Especially when people don't want to see it. They're like, this is not at all why we came here. No, I didn't pay for this. Why are you messing with me?
1: (laughs) Was that the end of your comedy career? That was the only time we did it.
4: Yeah. (laughs) But well, we did have fake laughter, so it didn't matter if they laughed or not. We had a little button you could push. Nice. One button for the Seinfeld team when people walked out, and then one button for fake laughter. And John Cheese was the MC that night. I did. And he had a bit where he just kept saying, where are we? And people were like, Green Street. And like by the fifth time he did it, they were just like, fuck off, man. We told you. We don't want to go along with this
2: bit anymore. Oh, man. That makes me think that you should have just kept going. Right. Yeah, you have yeah. to circle back around until it's funny again. You gotta yeah, commit, man. yeah. <laughs> Threes and nines, man. Threes and nines. <laughs> if you can get to nine, you are a god. It's funny, funny shit. <laughs> yeah. So would you say that, I mean, Hello Goodbye is mostly your endeavor? Because I know you started with some people, but they, it, the band members have changed significantly since, god, the last time yeah. I talked to you. Um, I mean, it's always been me in a room alone writing songs. That's always
4: weird. That's the way it started. And that's the way it has always been Mm -hmm. so then for shows i've always just enlisted people to come play
1: so you play everything do you play everything on the record or do you have other people play on it
4: um usually i've played everything except for the drums and the strings and the horns and other things that are hard to play
1: (laughs) have you ever tried to play drums
4: yeah, I like to play drums, yeah. it's not good. It <laughs> sounds super good when you're sitting behind the kit. you're like, man, I am just, I'm grooving, I am so in the pocket, this is like fantastic, and then you record it and you play it back, and it's like, <laughs> 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 like that's not how it sounded yeah. in my head at all.
2: When you write stuff for strings, do you do it, do you, you know, write it on a, like on a keyboard, but like, you know, hit the string button, I don't know how keyboards mm-hmm, work. Yeah, you yeah. program it all out. Okay have this big midi electronic orchestra right, then is that fun to have actual people come in and play strings and transcribe and put it together that sounds cool it's the most
4: yeah it's amazing because it always it sucks so bad when you sequence it and you're like i, I think this is going to be cool one day right now it sounds so stupid mm-hmm. and then they
2: come in and they just give it the flavor so you really have the the delineation between writing the song and arranging the song uh yeah sure yeah, like and then the writing the song and then performing the mm-hmm.
4: song—two mm-hmm. separate things.
2: Yeah, well, the arrangement for the recording must just sound like must be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's terrible. It's <That's> terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I the, the people I, I'm fascinated by people who can because I I am ridiculously lazy and, and have no tolerance for repetition, and so practicing anything just floors me. I get lost in repetition. Yeah, musicians. I love it about them. I realize that I've done nothing but like looped. Four seconds of music for like an
4: hour and just loved it. I'm like, oh man, this is great. What is it? like this? Do I do this? Do I do this? Can I try, try this. And I just do that over and over, and then I look at the clock. And I'm like, man, an hour and a half went by.
2: I've done nothing. I've accomplished nothing here. I would say you've accomplished a lot more than many people. Because would you say you're very? Pro- I think it's like a you soak it up kind of thing. Would you say you're a very process oriented uh artist? Um.
4: I mean, I suppose so. It's always a different process. There's not like this one route that I, that I go. Huh. Um, but you just get lost in it and follow it.
2: Like, does a song start with a melody, or is it a lyric, or is it a riff? Or It's always different, exactly. Wow. You know, sometimes it's like a rhythm, or a groove, or a drum
4: beat. Sometimes it's a melody. Sometimes it's a lyric, and then you find a melody. Or sometimes it's like a thing on a keyboard or a guitar. I feel like it's always different.
1: and sort of the newer records maybe specifically like is it hard to let go like how do you sort of know when it's done and you shouldn't add anything else
4: i don't know i struggle with that i don't know if i'm good at that um i'll redo things again and again i generally feel like it always gets better but things will go through um like i'll finish it and then i'll say no i won't throw it away because there's something there but i'll just redo it totally differently you know like oh it should be uh, more orchestral and redo it and then nope that was a mistake i don't know why i tried that and then redo it so most of the songs kind of went through like two or three incarnations gotcha. and i don't know when you i guess you know when it's done when i finally don't hate it because <laughs> <laughs> usually you're just unhappy about something and you work on it until you're just satisfied
1: yeah I understand. I mean, I feel like you guys came up, maybe it's a drive through association, but I feel like you were part of that kind of pop punk world with like New Found Glory, all that kind of stuff. I mean, did you ever sort of feel, but I feel like musically you guys were always kind of way different. Did you ever feel like you were part of that scene or did you kind of feel on the outside
4: of it? I guess I always felt on the outside of it. Um, I always felt like I'm the
2: outside of everything I've done. <laughs> I don't know. I never belong. <laughs> Doesn't that sound weird that you're saying you feel like you're on the outside, but you like and like to write? you know what you refer to as pop songs yeah sure
4: but even like i don't feel like i'm on the inside of like the pop world Mm -hmm. you know like an outsider to that just don't have a home anywhere
2: (laughs) you're a troubadour Mm -hmm. (laughs) or that sure (laughs) it's a good way of putting it there you go (laughs) i have a bad way of putting it well it's i mean going through what you've gone through and we've talked to and seen a lot of bands who have gone through that that's that's soul crushing you know, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, for both sides, you know, you're trying to look at it from the perspective of, um, I've been in lawsuits myself and it's, it's zero fun. Luckily, the person mm-hmm. I was in a lawsuit with was a loathsome troll. So it was easy okay. to have the hate, but if you can have, oh, a... I have the hate. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I can legally say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But again, you know, if this is your art and what you do and you, and you're feeling, um, you know, suffocated and you can't yeah. do it. That's that's hard but you know kudos to you for still out there doing it and you're on this great tour now yeah yeah
4: there was three years where it was like we there was two years where we had the record kind of done and we just we just were sitting on it you know couldn't put it out it was just the most frustrating thing ever
2: i remember there's a band and i think it was uh children of Bodom. remember that band mm-hmm. there's some uh metal band in europe and they had a legal issue, so they found the loophole where if they broke up the band mm-hmm. or reformed under a different name, that they could then put this record out. Yeah. And they did that. That's exactly. smart.
4: See, I signed as my name. Ah. As me. So mm-hmm. I could go nowhere. No. What do you sort of I do... I fake my death. Oh,
1: yeah. Did you think about that? <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Never goes good in a movie. Yeah, do No. Um, what do you sort of do when you're just kind of home, not... Writing music, do you have like any hobbies or anything you like to do for fun? Or,
4: um, yeah, I mean, I would like to just go camping, take a vacation, I like to take pictures, I like to cook, you know, but I don't have like a, a hobby. I used to skateboard, I said nope, too old, yeah, I'm done with that.
1: I don't know, man.
4: No, honestly, I went to a skate park once, uh, by my house, and a kid who was probably like 12 literally he turned to me and goes, Aren't you too old to skateboard? <laughs> and I was like, honestly uh yeah and i went home i was like done was this after you
2: pushed him off the ramp or- <laughs> yeah that's why he was mad and, and took his board <laughs> yeah you deserve and you know you deserve this because you're gonna get older too and i'm gonna remember it one day you'll you'll be where i'm at kid yeah. <laughs> i don't know i skateboarded to the train today but it's, i live at the top of a hill so yeah, I'll i just cruise yeah, that's all i do is cruise yeah.
4: yeah i'll cruise i used to try to kickflip though oh god no Kick-flipping days but
2: behind
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mine are behind me, too. Yeah. As, as a motor I wish travel, I was shorter. I feel like if you have a lower center of gravity, it's way easier. That's what's yeah. fucked up about skateboarding yeah. now,
2: is more kids are competing who are 12 against guys who are my age, who have yeah. been doing it their whole lives, Yeah, and their center of gravity is lower, and they heal quicker. Yeah, yeah, that's I'd true. I'd be frustrated. Yeah. I don't know frustrated.
1: to be afraid of everything, like no. you learn when you're <laughs> an adult. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And then when they hurt, it's gut-wrenching this is his child (laughs) it's Ah. insane everybody's
4: just getting doing things younger Mm -hmm. yeah if i was jeff rowley get out of (laughs) here
2: 10 year old yeah let me do my thing i'm jeff rowley no totally yeah and then before them you have like you know alva you know (laughs) it's like yeah you know look how old tony hawk is for doing it yeah lance mountain's like what am i gonna do of course those guys are all made of metal (laughs) from from eight times they've fallen (laughs) That's why I don't do this too much anymore. <laughs> um, if you you'd like to go camping, that seems very interesting to me. For someone who tours all the time, it seems I like you go camping on tour too.
4: That's the best way to just like reset.
1: Yeah, how does how does that work? You just go to like
4: you got to be in a van. Okay, it doesn't work in, in the way we're going. Yeah, um, when there's a day off, we'll just pop over to a campsite. Mm-hmm. We usually like bring some tents and a grill, have it with us. We went to Yosemite on tour. That was fantastic. Nice. But like, yeah, when you're when you're stuck in a van and you're in these like, you know, sort of the scuzzy part of downtown all the time, camping will just reset me, and I'm like, all right, it's like day one
2: again. After that, what got you in love with the outdoors? Was uh, somebody at home? Did you camp a lot as a kid? Was it your name? Um, that is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I just said, well, accept it, go with
4: it. <laughs> um, uh, you did camp a lot as a kid, you know. Um, always had like cabins to go to and stuff like that. So, I don't know. just grew up with it.
2: Love it. What'd your parents do? I think it's do?
4: just natural. I think everyone should should love the outdoors. Who? How could you not?
2: I like the outdoors, but I, I do not like camping. Really? Like, when you say cabin, I'm like, yeah, air conditioning. Like, microwave. Like, <laughs> I'd, be more,
1: I'd be more into the outdoors back in Long Beach than the outdoors here right
4: now. Sure. No, <laughs> I don't want to go outdoors <laughs> at all right now. In the world's my, my skin is, like, so thin. Yeah.
2: What your, what'd your parents do? They were realtors so I moved a lot yeah. oh okay did well, like, you move a lot like around the country or just in one area mostly
4: like we'd move down the street and then down the street again and then down the street again but I was born in Oregon moved like four times within Oregon then moved to Palm Springs moved like six times within Palm Springs then moved to Orange County and moved like six times within Orange County but to flip houses
2: or yeah okay. I think they made money every time okay not smart people. That's, that's smart. Of course, you know, you don't really get that attachment. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it was normally
4: within the same city. But yeah, I had like two big moves that were, when I was seven, it was hard to move to mm-hmm. Palm Springs. And when I was 12, it was hard to move to Orange County. And as soon as you have friends, they're like, "It's
2: my best friend for, ah, crap.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I think I'm glad I got out of Palm Desert because everybody I knew, I was 12 years old.
2: Everybody did drugs. Really? All of them.
1: This is in Oregon?
2: No, this is in Palm Desert. Okay. Queens. Yeah, but you might have been in the Queens of the Stone Age. I could have been way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they're in Palm Desert. My, my facts straight on that. But So then, so then uh, is your family still there? No,
4: they're in uh, uh, Temecula now. You know where that is? No. I've heard of it. It's like an hour and a half inland from Orange County. Okay. In like between San Diego and Orange County. Okay. Uh, wine country. Ah, uh, yes. They make wine. That's sp- why they call it that.
1: Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in Corona Del Mar. Mm-hmm. Did you ever live there?
4: No, no. <laughs> Irvine, Huntington Beach. Okay, yeah. that's where my dad wants to go now. Yeah, kind of like South Orange County, San Diego area. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, he said he just wants to take his shoes off and just walk around on the beach. Yeah, I'm like I get
2: it, Dad. I get it too. Were you an only child? No, two older sisters. Two older sisters. I yeah, forgot. the the youngest brother. Now are they musical as well? No. My sister loved fish. And
4: now you That's have that it. together. Yeah. She had a bongo in her room for a while.
2: Nice. She hit her bong in it. Well, and you still talk to her. For, for, for loving fish, <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel like you're projecting she, a little bit.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, there's never been a justifiable term. There's never been a justifiable definition to the term hate crime <laughs> un, until Except I met fish fans. Until I met Trey Anastasio, <laughs> really? Wait, hey, he was a dick. He was a dick immediately. Really? Yeah. And I was he like, he seems
1: oh, like he would be a nice guy. You think That's a he, singer of
2: fish. Yeah. But you yeah. think he would be
1: total dick?
4: Wow. wow. I was like, I
2: don't fucking know you.
4: Maybe he just, because he cleaned up. And he's he's did angry.
1: You did you say something to him? No. I like, did. why are your song
2: so long? And, nor- <laughs> and normally that would be the case hey, with I me. Know, I know. And I was, but I was, but I was sober. And okay. It was okay. Fine. Because <laughs> there have been moments. Although one time he was in this amazing deli here in um, New York uh, called um, Barney Greengrass. It's up in the Upper West Side. It's Barney Greengrass, mm-hmm. the Sturgeon King. And you're like, this is delicious and wonderful. And then you get the check, and you go, good God, but there's a reason. And he was sitting behind me, and I was texting my wife, went, Trey Anastasia's behind me. There might be a hate crime, but I will be exalted for the rest of my life if I tip over his platter of Nova.
4: He did something shitty. He 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 um he said he was cleaned up, but then he was like on heroin, and he crashed a car or something. I'm probably making that totally up, but he did something like that. Mm-hmm wow
1: you guys are shattering this image of this guy I know almost nothing about because <laughs> I mean, all you yeah. never really listen to because all you see and
2: go oh I can play I saw
1: that documentary they made I guess a long time ago uh, like, I sat through that piece of shit I, I it was actually their music on it was better than I thought it would be like I was like these guitar solos I can sort of get behind it's yeah. just like they
4: got a few good songs man I'm
2: okay with it yeah Farmhouse
1: Farmhouse I know that one yeah but he doesn't write
2: lyrics not at all not at all the, like the Grateful Dead. Does Somebody else does? Yes. Oh. Who's not even in the band. Oh, really? Yes. Weird. Yeah. How do you feel about that songwriter? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel weird about that. Have you ever,
1: have you thought written songs for other people as well?
4: Not really. Um, I've done like two or three small co-writes where like you get in a room with somebody and work something out. One uh, is Louis DeBuck from Secret Handshake.
1: Okay. You mean yeah.
4: Did like he did, kind of like a soul influenced record. Wrote one for that. It's the only thing I ever did that got released. Wrote one with Dia. Oh yeah. They oh. never got did anything with. It was like a straight up One Republic kind of mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake pop song. Right on. It's a good one. Nobody ever took it. I don't know. Did you ever get approached to do
2: the voice? No. 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 <laughs> I don't. Do they approach people like that? They I don't do. Know. They uh, do. I know they do. Um, uh,
1: You've been approached.
2: No, I know so <laughs> yeah. I know someone. No, I, I know, I know someone do, who's uh, been approached. <laughs> because when they would start doing, cause you know, like every year there would be someone from the warped world, and like, how the fuck yeah. is this happening?
1: Yeah, how does that happen? Well, That's how that when,
2: happens. When 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 Dia was on years ago, Kevin Lyman's there. So there, maybe I don't know if there was some kind of connection there, or um, mm. she brought him along and be like, "Help me out." I have no idea the story. But uh, then the next year there was couple other people, and then Cassidy from Hey Monday. So there was always, like, someone from that world. And then I talked to someone from that world, and went, yeah, we were approached to come but on. that's so
1: weird. That is really weird. Like, I feel like, if you, I mean, I don't care. We're shattering all these
4: dreams on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not
2: really a dream-shattering thing, because people who've had a number of record deals and fallen through can still go on that show. Yeah. So it's not really. It's, yeah. It's almost like a second chance kind of thing. Yeah. Do you, so.
1: do you remember, have you heard of the show called I Want My Pants Back?
2: No. What? I need this, to hear about it immediately. I don't know
1: exactly what it's about. It's some kind of like breakup show, but someone was telling me about it, and I thought they said it was called I Want My Chance Back. And I thought it was people that had like blown auditions or made mistakes in life got to like relive that moment. And I was like, that's like a fucking crazy idea for that's a show. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then they were like, no, it's I Want My Pants Back. It's like about people who fight and break up. And I was like, okay. You're
4: like, well, that's yeah. uh, a name. Yeah. Way better idea. Yeah. 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 So
1: I think we should get I Want My Chance Back. Although I feel like it would be pretty depressing.
2: <laughs> you, know, you can try again. All these sorry, saps. Yeah, or and fail again. Is that a possibility?
4: Oh God, I don't think so. Oh yeah, to see if people fail for the second time. Yeah,
2: Ooh. yeah, that's a good point. That's even harder. This entire YouTube channel. <laughs> um, when you have to bring in different people, uh, do you bring in different people each tour, or do you have like some carryovers from previous lineups? we've got carryovers. I think Nielsen might come
4: back and play oh, yeah? again at some time. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's a great drummer.
2: He's a great drummer and a great guy. Great guy,
4: I agree. He's so he, he recently he texts me probably every two three days and he says f you, <laughs> and then he says hey what's up. <laughs> He's so weird and sweet. Um, first drummer he ever had was Aaron Flora. Um, he comes in and out whenever it's convenient for him. You know, so it's kind of just a in and out door. <laughs> okay. It's just hard, I, you know. I don't want to like force people to be around all the time. Busy. Mm-hmm. So. Is He's that
1: a pool? A, is that a weird dynamic though? Sort of like being like, "This is what you play. This is what you play." Or is it sort of like, "Here's the idea. Basically, what you do." Like, I think it feels pretty natural. This yeah, thing.
4: yeah, yeah. It's because because everything's written. Like, here's the recordings. Let's figure it out. You know, and you can rotate. You're like this. You you do this. How right? do you feel comfortable with this part? You want to do this? And we just kind of shuffle it out.
1: And Travis has a coffee shop now, or something?
4: No, he's starting a coffee okay. shop. He works for a um, like a they do kind of recycled goods. They do hats and belts and things like that. Uh, called Yellow One White.
1: Oh, nice! I just found Instagram. So it, it appears they just has a perfect life.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, via Instagram. Yeah, I guess everyone does via Instagram <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, there's, 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 You know, it's no car accident. Instagram, of course, there probably is no <laughs> anything I can think of is we, probably out there on the internet. We talked about yeah. that though,
1: how like people are getting bummed out because like. The internet projecting this i'm just saying travis is doing this i'm sure his life is great but uh pro- it only projects like the happiest moments of everyone's life so it makes everyone else like insecure looking at it you're like everyone else is
4: yeah it is a new weird culture of self-doubt yes that you feel yeah or like yeah it's oh, like i feel God, like it, yeah yeah everyone i know is just succeeding non-stop what am i doing
2: wrong <laughs> I feel that way of, because it used to be I could be completely lazy in my life and career and go, well, I'm just not getting any jobs, you know, I'm yeah. going on auditions, but nothing's happening. <laughs> but now I can, there's this hustling aspect I can do online, mm-hmm. like tweeting constantly and Facebooking and Instagramming, and, and, <laughs> and then I've reached the point in my age where they say, yeah, it was on Reddit. I'm like, I don't understand it. I wish I knew what it was. yeah I, people, make people logic, are coming
4: to you and telling you things you should be doing, they go like, what what is this? Yeah, that's when you just it's hard to deal with yeah.
1: do, do you try to like I feel like lately I've been trying to like limit my like because I feel like for a while it's like I couldn't watch a movie without like picking up my phone eight times and yeah. then I'd miss it and then people be like what do you think of this movie I'm like uh, I don't really pay attention yeah I mean do you, do you feel like you try to take breaks or anything um
4: you know I've been reading I feel like there's so many like articles and things about this concept that yeah, I've been reading totally. the last six months yeah it's totally like, present in my mind um so every time I realize, every time I tell myself I should do something, I'm like, man, I should Instagram that. Like, that's important. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. I should not worry about that at all. If I have, you know, a spare moment where I'm doing nothing, I'll get to that. But you catch yourself, like, feeling like you should. And then I tell myself, no. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we talk about this a lot, how it's like, a lot of it can be ego-driven. And you're yeah. like, this is a blurry band photo, because I was at this show and you weren't.
4: Yeah. Like, because
1: yeah. apparently everyone... Out, I, side stage... <laughs> Apparently everyone I know is at your show last night. I was just <laughs> like, I can't look at this again. Yeah, I heard the
4: feed was going a little crazy. It's going crazy. <laughs> Mostly Chase. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's a weird thing. I don't like
2: it. Let's go camping. Let's yeah, go let's get camping. Out of I think we need to get back to our roots. Yeah, uh, but Dude, I live in the suburbs. I'm there. Yeah,
1: I guess that's I'm, true. I'm
2: good. <laughs> I, I left and, and went back. Yeah. I couldn't handle the, the metropolis Uh, Because you know why? It's that accessibility.
1: I thought it was because I moved to the East Village and Stephen had been there forever and then moved out like three weeks later. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We we could walk to the same places in a short amount of time and now it's like, no. But you lived on the crazy street with the Hells Angels. So you lived on the safest block in the East Village. Yes.
1: They were super nice.
2: They're very nice. The Hells Angels is the safest block. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is. (laughs) There's cameras everywhere and it's not the cops. Mm.
1: I would just, if you're going to park, maybe don't park where their cones are. Yeah. Like, I saw so many people, like, just go up there and, like, try to, like, take these spots. I'm just like, oh, my God, what are you thinking?
4: <laughs> like, just, That's seriously dangerous. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not smart.
2: All right? <laughs> and are you recently married? Uh, three years. Three years. That's recent. No. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats on that. Thank you. Um, and I have no follow-up because I literally thought it was recent, but <laughs> that's how I go. It's pretty recent. It's fresh. Yeah. Well, it's fresh and fun and cool. <laughs> um, what does your wife do? Uh, she does weddings. Like she, you know,
4: plans and coordinates
2: and stylizes. So your Flowers. wedding must have been nuts. It was before she did it. Okay. but yeah. she learned, So after planning yours, she was like, I could do this forever. I think so. Yeah. Like, this is easy. Yeah, it,
4: it is. Some people freak out. It's like, well, so hard. What's going on? I can't do this.
1: But you probably did most of the work with the wedding, right? Of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We we It was a team effort. Yeah, that's good. That is very good that's smart um did you find that did she do the uh i'll leave the music up to you
4: uh no that was collab too oh that's
2: okay yeah we started brainstorming playlists for a while oh, okay that that was bequeathed yeah that was that was nice yeah didn't have to do anything Do did you, did you have a band did you play did I play? Yeah. No, okay, good. so say. disgusting. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. Some people, you know, you see videos like, I wrote you a song, that kind of thing. I don't know. Oh, that could be sweet. Yeah. That could be sweet. Mm-hmm. Now, no. No, um, I'm sorry. I should have specified, not your band playing. That would have been horrifying. <laughs> you know. Booked us the best gig we ever got here, boys. Come on now. <laughs> 75 people. They're kicking c- c-
4: Sick guarantee. <laughs> um, Joe and Travis and all the guys who were playing at the time played little, um, kind of, they had a little toy piano, ukulele, yakuza c- guitar. They did like uh, instrumental versions of uh, and I love her her uh, beatles the mm-hmm. beatatles, other
2: songs, tasteful stuff, yes, of course <laughs> <laughs> what what do you say like there's one musical instrument that you gravitate towards? um yeah, I mean, I'm most comfortable in the guitar, okay, for sure,, mm-hmm. not
4: too slick on the keys, mm-hmm. bought a violin, thinking I might learn it, and I didn't, wow, yeah, that's daunting, yeah. Maybe one day.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Remember. I feel like last time we hung out, we went to the Main Drag because you guys yeah. were shooting a video or something.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were shooting the one we first met video. Yes, in uh, Prospect Park. Yeah, is that right? The big yes. one in Brooklyn. Yeah, that is right. Any videos coming up? Do you feel the need to even do it? Um, we shot a video like three months ago.
2: Um, I think we'll shoot another one soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird because now it's just. How many times can people watch it on the internet? It's must, yeah, must be neat to see how many people can actually watch and see something that you've done. Yeah, but it is weird. You're like, well, you just you throw it on the internet. There you go.
4: It okay. seems
1: like weird now to even think about seeing a video on TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if that happened, I feel like you'd be like, what is this?
4: Yeah. Although at the same time, I've watched more music videos recently than I ever did before. Yeah, because you like I'll subscribe to playlists on YouTube and those pop in new ones. Check it out. Great thing to do. On the Xbox, you could just boop put them up on the big screen. <laughs> nice. It's lovely.
2: You guys like doing that? It's great. It's like HD. No, I don't kind Yeah,
4: of. you can watch it in H D for yeah. real.
2: <laughs> yeah, you what
4: Xbox, you a big game guy? Not really. Yeah. Um played a little Left for Dead for a while there. You guys what that no. Uh, they're not Legos, in it, I don't play it. Oh. On the on the on the bus, everyone plays FIFA. But oh, I can't yes. wrap my
2: head around it the soccer one right yeah yeah playing yeah it's like really complicated playing a sport you can play for real with your hands that you're not (laughs) supposed to play with your hands is odd to me right when you're shooting a gun you're like well i'm not really gonna do this no but when you're kicking a soccer ball you're like yeah we could just go do this so i like the lego games because i probably i will play with legos at some point (laughs) there's lego video games oh they're the best really (laughs) oh man the best huh I did two okay. thousand eight. Batman, uh, the Batman Lego game was like oh, yeah. rated the number one video game that year. For, like everyone across the board, people who are like playing nothing but Bioshock, like it's a fucking good game. Yeah, there's oh, a whole shit. bunch of them. I'll dive in. Yeah, dude, two. two. <laughs> They're delightful <laughs> and less violent when when it's Lego bricks being knocked apart hither <laughs> hither and yon. How many, how many releases has Hello Go I done? This is our third, the third, third full length. Yeah, right on. Good for you sticking with it. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest <laughs> way. I'm a trooper.
1: Was there was there ever sort of a point maybe where you thought about stopping mm-hmm. or maybe especially when stuff was getting kind of rough with all the...
4: Um, No. I mean, there was a point when I thought maybe I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it or wouldn't be allowed. Um, But honestly, I think that I would, at whatever level, I'd always record music and do something with it. Even if I just stuck it out on on my blog. Can we check it out, please? (laughs) You know, I don't know. I've always... I never thought that I would start a band and, like, do a band for a job. But in high school, I always just wrote songs and had bands, and I can't imagine, like, not ever doing that. It's a very natural thing.
1: Do you feel like you're, like, generally a pretty positive person? Or optimistic?
4: Um, yeah. It's a weird, twisted mix, you know? Like, I can be very, uh... Nervous about things, but then positive, positive outlook, hopeful. You know, I don't know what how you'd call it what you'd call that personality. Scared and hopeful <laughs> at all times.
2: Wary but wary, yeah. but optimistic.
4: Always wary but hopeful.
2: Is is all the le- the legal shenanigans? Is that finished? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, right. Well, <laughs> you know, you, uh, they they reach out every once in a while. Okay, you never know when that'll end. Yeah, I know. There's always something. It's like, um, you know, if you, it's like a friend of mine had been divorced for a few years, and all of a sudden he got this call from his lawyer, and like, "What now? What? Exactly? Why? Yeah, for what?" And I have to. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So, where are you now? Is it all self released or what label? No, we we
4: put this last one out with uh, old friends. Okay. Wanted to like give it more of a, you know. Mm-hmm. have a little more power behind it. Yeah, when like, we did it ourselves, we
2: we we saw the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, but did you feel that when you do it yourself that you know, you can you can account for more, you know. It's like sometimes doing it at your own release like uh might not sell as much, but you know, more of the money's going right to you. Yeah, that's true. No, for sure. Um
4: we don't see any money because we put it out with a label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it's about trying to keep it going mm-hmm. for
2: the next couple of years mm-hmm. so that's the plan totally now the tour right now is with uh, metric and paramore right mm-hmm. so uh bands that i i hear constantly on my serious satellite radio that mm-hmm. i don't have to pay for mm-hmm. um you don't have to uh well no my wife pays for it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> lucky uh, boy which i thank her for, for doing that <laughs> uh I was like, I'm in the car more, come on. Mm-hmm. But then I found myself listening to the radio classic station more than anything. <laughs> you know, It's like, old Fibber McGee and Molly, sure, why not? Who is this? <laughs> what a treat. Yeah, it's delightful.
4: Yeah, 50s on 5, 60s on 6, 70s on 7, they're all good.
2: Right there. Yeah, In order. But I have them on 3, 4, and 5 because, <laughs> well, I don't you know. Should sort that out. How I fucking programmed it. But yeah, uh, 50s is amazing. It's yeah. a great station. Um, uh, So the tour, how long has this tour been going on? Like hey, four weeks now four weeks now and that's pretty cool i mean literally because uh you know in the i mean i saw haley performance she was 14 yeah you know and watching her grow and um was that exciting to feel that you guys were being chosen for this tour totally exciting yeah it's
4: it's honestly an honor and she has i mean she was always i think people always kind of knew she was impressive but yeah she's she's the real deal that girl's got it yeah it's true <laughs> yeah she can just command a room
1: it's amazing. I'm, I've seen, yeah, like Stephen, like I've seen her on Warped Tour and stuff since I worked on the tour, and yeah, I saw her at Hammerstein last year, and it was like I was like, this is like a real like rock star, like yeah. like the energy and like the confidence. I was like, this is like a legit. It's weird to see. Yeah, that's that a good way of putting there. it.
4: I'm like, this is these guys are gonna be around for a while. This for is sure. this is for real. Yeah.
1: What have their fans have their fans been pretty receptive to you?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very sweet. Um, sometimes you know there's bands that have the fanatic fans and they're purely interested in that band and there are very fanatic paramore fans but i think they're more open to more things than than some other bands that have been around for a little while
1: well it seems like a lot of hello goodbye fans have kind of stuck around since i remember seeing you guys at highline Mm -hmm. maybe like three or years ago or something and Mm -hmm. i remember like people are going really crazy like it seems like they kind of stuck around in a lot of ways
4: you got you got some that stuck around you got some that thought we disappeared and came back yeah you know (laughs) there's a lot of people who who i think didn't stick around the whole time but they're like hey i loved you then i loved you then and i loved you now
1: Mm -hmm. it's interesting because i feel like
4: duck out whenever you know (laughs) they're just out of
1: there I feel like in some, some ways that can be like... It's fair weather. Yeah, <laughs> It can be a tough thing, but I feel like in some ways it can almost be a positive thing. We talk a lot about how sometimes the fans break up and get back together. Mm-hmm. Not that you guys did that, but I feel like sometimes having that space, you realize you can't see them every year when they come through. And you're like, I'm not going to yeah. go this time, I'll go next time.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably more exciting for people who see it go away and then see it come back. You know? Than the people who are like, Every time you come through town, this is my 40th show. Like, Right, right, totally. That's just that's, That just kind of creeps me out. I don't... Sure, I'll take some of those, but to be honest, you creep me out if you do it. <laughs> so can we get
1: Limbeck back together or what? Oh, I wish.
4: Let's do it. I, I've i tried, man. Yeah? We've offered them tours.
1: Yeah? And they're like, nah. Come on, guys. I saw not- John play with Trapper... Whoever he's playing with now. Trapper Schnau... So-
4: Oh yeah, I, know I don't know, know how to about. pronounce I it. I think they're on that, side either. one, maybe. Blitzen Trapper? No, no Trapper.
1: Something. I don't know. They're were, they were good, but I don't know.
4: But it's not it's a sad thing. It's not Limbeck. Yeah, it's a sad thing to have them gone from the world. It mm-hmm. is. They I got agree. the young dudes. You yeah, the young dudes. Yes, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. I'll take it. Yeah. Um.
4: So I'll what take else? Rob writing words about anything. I agree.
1: I totally agree. So what else is, do you guys have kind of sort of planned after after the Paramore thing? Are you guys going to do some more headlining stuff or take a break yeah, for the holidays? Yeah, hopefully or?
4: The, the next year's kind of open, but hopefully next year we'll kind of go out and do, I think we're all excited to to do a headline on this record and kind of start dreaming and come up with, make it a whole thing, you know, do, do it up the way it deserves, that sort of thing. At the end of this tour, we're kind of doing shows, getting us back home uh, through December, like some little... Holiday shows and radio shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, in January, f- March, Jan f- March. Sure. Uh, we're going to Singapore and Tokyo. Hopefully, some more things like that. But yeah, I think a he- headline next year is what we're excited about.
2: Right on. How about like all the festivals and things?
4: I'd love to. I do don't you, know. Do you like playing those or is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, lo- I, I, I love playing festivals and I didn't kind of understand going to festivals mm-hmm. for a long time. Like, whenever we played Warp Tour, I was like, I never went to Warp Tour as a kid. I, you know, I, I really? never... Really? Yeah, I was never, like... I never got it. it. That was... We were in that scene, but I was never, you know, like I said, I no bands I really wanted to see usually played Warp Tour. Um So I never went. So when we went, I was like, I don't get what these kids are here for. <laughs> like, you know, I couldn't understand the concept of going there and being hot and seeing 80, 80 bands. Um but, you know, recently I've had a lot of good festival experiences where I, I kind of get it. So now I've got the the understanding of what it's like to be there. Which festivals? Um, just was at FYF in L.A., um, Coachella a couple times. I think Coachella's where I kind of got it. It's like, oh, this is this is why it's cool.
1: Although you know who didn't play Coachella but played Warped Tour is Ozma.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I don't remember when they played that.
1: They, I think it must have been like oh three, oh two, oh three. Of See, I wanted to see
4: Ozma Chain Reaction only. Yeah, I understand. I Wanted to get in that hot room with you guys. <laughs> Drink some energy drinks. Yeah,
2: yeah. Get a get a slushy. Chain reaction. I find I find festivals just be so daunting. No. Yeah, and it's 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 just it's it's. Sometimes I just believe it's a giant Stargate that you can just walk into, you know, the truck lot of all the vans and buses and go to another festival. There's a secret (laughs) portal that'll take you from Coachella to Lollapalooza. If only. And then you don't have to worry about it. I I think it's there. (laughs) If only you could just live in festivals and never leave. (laughs) There's just been talk about how, you know, there's so many festivals that people go to those and... For a lot of bands, it's quite lucrative, but sometimes it takes away from, you know, touring, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like,
4: There's something special, though, about a festival. I don't know. When you see a band play, it seems a little bit like a moment- momentous occasion at a festival.
1: Yeah, I agree. I get really down on them, and then I was just at Gainesville Fest. Mm-hmm. We just played there, and then you, like, you run into so many people you never thought you would see, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was just down at Voodoo, and The Cure played, and they only played festivals mm-hmm. like like this year. And you just watch and you're just like, this is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't The Cure play all the time? Because they don't
1: need to, probably because they're making enough money just doing festivals.
2: Oh, God, they were amazing. They they did, I, I, I just secretly think they're all hilarious. And they came out and they just like opened with a song that might have been on the last record. I'm not sure, but I didn't recognize it. And it was mm-hmm. with someone who was a Dire Cure fan. Is it like, mm, it's a newer one. It's okay. <laughs> and they played another newer one, and the crowd is mm. and they just launched. It was like, um, "Fascination Street, just like heaven, burn like." And they just, then they just kept going. And you saw that. You just saw the place just turn. <laughs> like, pff, they Maybe s- they did too, and they're like, "This is not working, guys." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would love to think that, but I like to think like, watch what we do. Yeah, yeah. Waste. We'll, we'll do this. We'll turn you around. Yeah, you got it. You got to ease in. <laughs> what, what's your um, uh, theory for you know newer songs into a set? Like, um, I guess I'm just selfish about it.
4: <laughs> I'll just do it. <laughs> you ever played a whole record, like front to back? Mm-hmm. No, not really. Done like almost exclusively a record, and and the majority of it, but never the whole thing. Hmm. A lot of times on each record, there's some songs that are kind
2: of hard to do live. Right. You know? Logistically difficult. What, are you so playing it. multiple instruments, or you don't have enough people on stage? Yeah.
4: Or... Yeah, there's not enough people mm-hmm. on hand, or it's kind of based on more, you know, strings or horns that you don't have, things like that. Have you had that opportunity to have, like, a, you know, more horns? and? Um, we've done horns, yeah. Never done, like, a live quartet or anything like that. That'd be cool. I'd love to.
2: I'd really like to do it up the right, the proper way. Yeah, seems like one of those things you could do. You know, like uh, you know, a special engagement with "Hello Goodbye." Yeah, yeah. We did a,
4: um, like an, a sort of an acoustic um, version of the last record, where we had strings and horns in a bedroom, but it was uh, it wasn't like full band. It wasn't like a quartet. It was just violin, a couple horns. That was cool.
2: Isn't it like I could be making this up? But certain certain artists would just show up and just hire the local players. Yeah, to yeah come that's smart. In.
4: If you have it all written out for them and yeah. stuff. And just, and Amanda Palmer is that you are talking about?
2: <laughs> uh, no, she
4: didn't pay them. All right. <laughs> Paramore gets like local choirs to come and sing with them yes. every day.
1: Really?
2: Uh, I saw I saw uh, parts of Paramore's set at, in New Orleans where um, at the Voodoo Fest where Cure played. Um, because uh someone decided to put alkaline trio on us at the same time as paramore <laughs> i was like damn it <laughs> steven <laughs>
1: also sang on a paramore record
2: oh i did sing on a paramore record oh really yes <laughs> yes you can you can hear me on where do i go c- find that uh it's on riot it's the second track that's what you get i sing on that uh, what did you sing they d- i do the gang vocals with that oh, all right yeah I'm, I'm, I'm credited <laughs>
1: do you have a gold record or that something? Rules.
2: i don't have anything really? I've, I've always thought about like calling up ASCAP cap and being like hey what does this work what do we get yeah man you earned it yeah i'll take that i have weird gold records i have like the friends ferdinand gold record which i don't know why that showed up but because i interviewed them once but then yeah and they just gifted you i was like thanks yeah. thanks for this that Sweet i'm going to sell to a hard rock in Brazil. (laughs) Scratch my name out. Um, But yeah, those things are very odd. I don't understand them. It seems like an honor that you could go, this is great, but you could give me that gold and I could make a computer out of it or something. I don't know. I think those things are very, the Recording Industry Association. Um, Have you been approached, because I know we'd asked about, you know, writing songs with other people, but um, and I'm a big fan of Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo and how he you know, went off into scoring things and, uh, you know, has a great pop sensibility, but translated that into, you know, writing, you know, fun stuff and up for animation, things like that. And it just seems, it uh, just seems like a progression for you that I would expect. I would love that. Yeah. I'd love to get into kind
4: of instrumental scoring, all that kind of sort of thing. Cause sometimes if uh, people ask like, how would you like to like write this pop song for this 16 year old girl and i'm like i just i don't think i could do it i don't think i could put myself in any kind of realistic shoes where i could do something i gave a shit about you know what i mean yeah but that i could really get into
2: because there's so much animation on the web right now that you know you just don't think about the music beds underneath yeah you know that was put together and and what goes along with that or even you know even the music on you know, television shows, things like that. There's just so much of it out there. Yeah. It just seems like an and some of it's cool. Some yeah. of it, some of the people pour their heart into. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Bear McCreary from Battlestar. He does all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah? now And his, I, cause, because of that show, people are like, okay, he's this works. Get mm-hmm. him in there, you mm-hmm. know? But I was just thinking about what you do and how you craft songs and the layers you put on it and literally the arranging mm-hmm. that you do. It just seems like... I oh, know, I
4: pile it on
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i grew
4: up um loving self matt mahaffey you guys know who that is no oh you gotta check out self okay i can't imagine you wouldn't wouldn't like self um he was like favorite band for throughout high school and uh he produced the first two records and he does a lot of that and i kind of just he was he still is just kind of you know my my career idol my my life idol. <laughs> so I'd like to follow in his footsteps. He does a bunch of... He did a bunch of cool jingles. A pedigree jumbone one. He does a bunch of Nickelodeon, like, uh, TV shows. It sounds like a lot of work. That's He'll pro- have to turn out, like... I think he, it's like 45 minutes of music. Which is, you know, when it's, you know, 16 tracks of whatever. And these whole arrangements. 45, it's like a record.
2: And he has to do that in a week. Wow, so that sounds grueling, but I would love to do it. But sometimes you have they'll send you what you're watching, so you do it simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. And so you go right to it, and you know, it's giving you a mood or a feeling. You know, you can put it together. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So fucking get on that. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forest Klein from Hello Goodbye. Awesome dude. Great um guy. Not wearing socks. It was freezing the day he came by. Bold statement. Um, by the way, a couple weeks ago, months maybe, uh, Jonah came out to my house and he rode with our good friend Annie. And Annie said that halfway through the car ride, she was like, Jonah, if you do one more pun, I'm going to open up the door and throw you out onto the highway. <laughs> and <coughs> you know what? Like, you should know what you're getting yourself into at yeah. this point,
1: though. That's it. seems like a little bit.
2: I was like, "That's that's more than half the trouble." Yeah. I, I
1: had some pretty good puns in that car ride. I can't <laughs> I named, but I remember being like super proud and being like, "Why isn't aren't people laughing?" more?
2: <laughs> puns were high art in the 17th century. That's how it worked. I'm keeping it alive, guys.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Force is great. Force Thank you-, you for coming by. I felt like very like um, insecure at one point. I was like, "This guy like just played like Madison Square Garden," and like I like woke up like. <laughs> It's like half a sandwich smeared on my face like and we're the same age.
2: Really forward thinking of uh Paramore whoever's handling them to say you know let's get Forrest back on because the single is playing on Sirius a lot. It's I think it's going to blow up for him. I think finally and deservedly so after everything he went through, he's kind of going to get what he had before which is now more than due. Uh, speaking of due, we have bills to pay so if you would like to help us pay some of those go to goingofftrack.com a wonderful website we are still big fans of it which is good because it's the one we have there's a donate button you can click on it and uh give whatever you can if you so desire if not thank you very much for listening follow us at going off track you can follow us all on twitter even mike who's tweeted nothing but he has an account
3: (laughs) i do i still you know what it is i'm I'm I obsessing over, like, if I, I just, I know if I do it, then I'm just going to do it now from now on, but I'm fighting it. I don't know why. It's
2: 140 characters.
3: I know, understand. but I'm just, like, fi- I'm fighting that first tweet. It, it, uh, it's uh, over, dude. I'm, I'm afraid it's over. You've missed the bus. Maybe I just shouldn't. It's, it's about Instagram now.
2: that But I don't understand it. What's the <laughs> difference? One is pictures, one isn't.
3: I'd be better with Instagram, probably.
2: And can someone explain Reddit to me? I know I sound like an old man, but I am.
3: I'm just afraid of all of it. I don't want to.
2: Is Reddit just angry comment trolls? Is that no, what
1: it is? No, it's like. Or is it legit? <coughs> it's legit. Okay. The ask me anythings are pretty cool, actually. All right. They is. Um, also, what... if you're on Twitter, um, my sister's not on Twitter, so you don't have to tweet me and ask me if my sister's on Twitter. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. <laughs> Maybe you should tweet that. Like, <laughs> maybe I should too, maybe,
2: My maybe sister's you should start not on her own Twitter, Twitter account and give her access if she wants. Then you can post as her. That seems Ooh. like way too much work. There should be a Twitter for Jacob.
3: Wait, she doesn't do. Uh, she's not on Twitter as well. So no. we're like the only two, I think that. I yeah, don't you two
1: are the, the only people in that the world aren't, who aren't on Twitter. Yeah, that's How's awesome.
2: That, how does that feel? Good. I, <laughs> I like that.
3: <laughs>
1: I like it. You're having that feeling I had of like uh, the Madison Square Garden forest <laughs> thing. Yeah, I just where you're like. It.
3: I yeah. respect it, Mike. I think it's a good movie. I
1: respect yeah. it, too. I, if I could
2: do it all over again, I think I wouldn't do it. Just- <laughs> if you were on Twitter or on your computer, say on iTunes, you want to hurl a review at us, that would be lovely. We like it. We like all criticism and or praise. Or mostly praise. No, we like criticism. Yeah, we like criticism. We've only gotten a little bit of it. <laughs> Not as much as we used to get individually, but it's doing pretty good. <laughs> I get plenty of criticism in other venues of my life. I yeah, but you like. invite it at the end. You always put it in whatever you're writing, like, and this won't start fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the internet. Oh, yeah, joni I uh, got stuff up on Noisy. A lot of stuff on Noisy, so check me out. And uh, you can find me here. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week.